Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This will be episode number 30, uh, Roe versus Wade, Abortion and Women's Rights. So obviously this was a historic moment. Uh, last week, the Roe versus Wade decision was overturned by the Supreme Court. So I wanted to, uh, first of all, thank God for that. And uh, it looks like we're headed on the right track as long as we continue to fight. Uh, it's very important that as Christians we stand up for uh, the right to life. The first thing to point out is that God wants us to protect children. Uh, if you listen to episode 26 about the school shootings, uh, I lay it out more clearly there. But Matthew 18, uh, starting in verse 2, says, Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And then in verse 6, he said, But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Jesus Christ loved children, and he made it very clear that it is important for Christians to take care of children. So, what does that have to do with abortion? Well, babies in the womb are children. They're just younger. All right? Science makes it very clear. At conception, there is a new human being. It's a different DNA than what the mother has. You get some from the sperm and some from the mother's egg, and it forms a new DNA. And as soon as it begins to reproduce or to duplicate itself, when the cell splits and becomes two, and you have a, an individual that is different than from the mother. So science makes it very clear. We know a lot more now than we did when Roe versus Wade first came out. For instance, uh, the heart begins to beat at 22 to 35 days, depending on the child, of course. So at week five of the pregnancy, uh, you have a beating heart, a clearly living being. Even if you don't believe life begins at conception, even though a single-celled organism found anywhere else in the world is considered life and we try and protect it. But when we have two cells of a human being, all of a sudden science goes out the window and we don't call it a life. So whatever, that's science clearly shows that is life. Um, but at five weeks, you can't deny that it's a, it's a human being, a beating heart. At six or seven weeks, neural synapses develop and you have brain activity. The human being, the child, can begin to feel pain. There are nerve receptors in the face around week eight, in the hands and the feet around week 12. Uh, so we're talking, you know, like the second, third month, they can clearly, so in the first trimester, begin to feel pain, have a beating heart, a brain that works. Like there's no doubt whatsoever that in the first trimester, you have a human child. Ultrasounds and sonograms now show us we can actually see our child inside the womb. In 1981 was the first fetal surgery performed at 23 weeks clearly showing a baby human. The Cleveland Clinic successfully performed its first in utero fetal surgery to repair spina bifida birth defect at 23 weeks. The definition of the word fetus is an unborn offspring of the mother. So when a dolphin has a fetus in its womb, it is a baby dolphin. When an eagle lays an egg and before you can even see that it's a developing eagle inside the egg, it's already assumed that it is going to be a baby eagle and it is protected in our laws where you can't steal a bald eagle's egg without facing repercussions because it's an endangered species. And we know that when an egg is there, a fertilized egg, that it is a new eagle 
so when a human has a fertilized egg in the womb of the mother, science tells us that is a human baby. You'd be a fool to say otherwise. All right. Then we also have not just science, but we have human experience. You, you talk to any mother who has given birth and, or has a, a baby currently, and they develop feelings and attachments to the child growing in their womb. They feel the baby move. The baby can respond to the mother's voice or the father's voice or to music. We know it's a human being. A woman has, when she becomes pregnant, even before she knows she's pregnant, many women have this spiritual acknowledgement where they just know that something is different, that they've got a child growing in them. When the woman feels the kick inside or the movement, the pushing, they don't think that they are kicking themselves. The woman knows it is clearly not her body. It is the body of her child inside that is moving. So it is very clear even just from human experience without science that this is a baby, that it is a child. Now we, now we go to, as a Christian, we look at the Bible. Samson in Judges sixteen seventeen says, that he told her all his heart, and he said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. Job in 31.15 says, Did not he that made me in the womb make me, and did not one fashion us in the womb? And then verse 18, he says, For from my youth he was brought up with me as with a father, and I have guided her from my mother's womb. Isaiah, Psalms, Jeremiah, all talk about being formed. Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. God formed Jeremiah in his mother's belly and knew him personally as a human being and even sanctified him to become God's prophet while he was in the womb, being identified as a person with goals and dreams and direction in his life. So it is very clear from scripture, from science, and from the human experience that abortion is the murder of a human child. Therefore, it is a sin. Murder is sin. Violates the Ten Commandments. So the important thing to remember about all this stuff with the Roe versus Wade decision is in America, the Supreme Court does not make laws. Congress does. So Roe versus Wade did not make abortion legal 50 years ago. It merely stated incorrectly that abortion is not forbidden in the Constitution. That is why it was overturned. Overturning Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court decision, did not make abortion illegal. It just admitted that abortion is not in the Constitution, therefore it's up to the states to decide. So any sort of controversy over this overturning of Roe versus Wade is kind of out of ignorance that people don't understand. It didn't change any laws in any state of our country. Of our country. If you are in a state that had allowed abortions for first, second, third trimester, it's still allowed in that state. Abortion didn't make it illegal, or the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court decision did not make abortion illegal. So getting angry over this is ridiculous. Not even counting the fact that getting angry over not being able to kill your child is beyond ridiculous. It's insanity. 
but the whole media focus on this and the Congress people like Nancy Pelosi and all those idiots coming out and saying that we've taken away rights is completely, inarguably, obviously a lie. No rights are granted by the Supreme Court. No rights are taken away by the Supreme Court. They merely decide whether something is in the Constitution, whether it's constitutional or not. And in this case, they said it's not in the Constitution, therefore it is up to the states to decide. And the last point I want to make on this is abortion has been a lie from the very beginning. Jane Roe, that was her pseudonym, her name was actually Norma Lee Nelson McCorvey. She lied under oath about being raped to get this decision passed. It was built on a lie from the beginning. The second thing is, is the eugenist uh, Margaret Sanger, who started Planned Parenthood, the number one advocate for abortion and building Planned Parenthoods to help people get abortions, did it in order to eliminate the black population and other people that she called undesirables. Prove me wrong. Most abortions in America have always been black children. Most clinics in America have always been in black communities. It was to cause genocide against black people. Why? Why are we pushing for this today in a society that supposedly hates racism? All the talk of a fetus or a clump of cells or a parasite is simply ignorant, unscientific idiocy. Same thing with the talk of health care and women's rights. The innocent child's health is vitally important. Even more important than the woman who has already had the chance of life that is pregnant. The baby's rights are more important than the woman's. Why? Number one, the right to life in our Declaration of Independence, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is first. The right to life is first. As a human being, you have a right to life. And the woman has already had a life, whereas the child has not yet had a chance to do that. So just purely logic, basic humanity, the child's life is more important. The child is innocent and cannot protect himself or herself. The woman is the aggressor in an abortion, and we should defend the poor innocent child that can't defend itself. I'd like to end here with a quote from the Declaration of Independence. It's got a lot of stuff in here. Our forefathers were very smart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That would be like elections, right? Fair elections that actually work, not cheated. Anyways, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience has shown that mankind is more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, 
than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Basically, people would rather suffer than change their government. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new cards for their future security. A Christian must protect innocent children who cannot protect themselves. And this Roe versus Wade decision is a step in the right direction. Science shows it. Our very laws enshrined in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America prove that that right to life and the individual rights of a human being are given by God and ought to be preserved. And common experience from every woman that's ever been pregnant tells us that that human child is innocent and needs our protection. So we ought to unashamedly stand up and applaud the Supreme Court over throwing this Roe versus Wade decision, we have had a genocide in America of well over 70 million children murdered, ripped from the womb. If you don't think that that is a child, I challenge you to watch an abortion. Listen to an abortion doctor. Just recently in Congress, he described how they rip the arms and the legs off of the child and pull it out of the mother's womb. Project Veritas has got undercover video that they were able to take of the decapitation of the children and the heads put in boxes with the eyeballs staring up at you, sent off to, quote, research facilities and pharmaceutical companies to peel apart the brain and the stem cells and do things ungodly, horrific Nazi Holocaust things to these children in the name of science. Thank God this is a step in ending this. If you have any reservation whatsoever about defending a small child or this Roe versus Wade decision, please look into it. Watch videos. Get some science behind you. Get some experience behind you and understand the reality of abortions. And I promise you, if you are any sort of an intellectual human being, you will be horrified that you ever supported abortion. And calling it pro-choice is an abomination. The children never had a choice. Stand up as a Christian, as a human being. Stand up for what is right. I would challenge you right now to thank God. Just say a quick prayer. Thank God that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And now we have individual states that are willing to ban abortions. Pray. Call your congressmen. Speak out against the evil that has been happening in our country. This is a blessing that has been a long time coming. And I am very thankful that we had... Supreme Court justices that were willing to do this. We need to pray for them, for their protection, and that God will send angels to watch over those justices who made this choice. They did the right thing. 
and I thank God for it. Pray for this country. We used to be one nation under God. We're not anymore. But maybe this is a step back towards being one nation united under the God of the Bible who gave us life. I can't say enough about this. It's a great, great thing that happened this week or last week, and I thank God for it. So until next time, have a great week.